What's up, everyone? It's your girl, Mrs. Renee, here, and I am with my illustrious co-host. Illustrious. With the mo-host. Mo-host. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, universe? It's Mr. B. And we are back with episode 24. I'm still trying to figure out when we're supposed to like end season one right. and transition into season two. I'm thinking maybe just do it with the new year. So however many episodes we end up with in one year, that'll just be the season. But right. if anyone has any suggestions, let us know, because I truly don't know. I'm like, huh, should we, like, do, like, a Food Network type thing and just end up with, like, 58 seasons and only, like, 25 episodes? It depends on how, or much, what? how much, like, order we want to have. Like that. But, yeah, you know, we are back with our usual format, bringing you some topics that have been baking our noodles right. for however long. <laughs> and my first one of the day was one that I just thought was kind of funny, and I wanted to get just your immediate thoughts on it, Mr. B, because it was a meme that I saw on Twitter okay. recently, and it said... <clears throat> I don't care how in love you think you are. Do not co-sign that loan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm curious <laughs> on your thoughts about it. <laughs> um, I kind of agree with that. Okay. All right. Um, that thing is really like, like until you guys are married, I don't think, you know, like unless there is an agreement, obviously, mm -hmm. but that, that co-signing on the loan, how much you're getting, that is, that is bringing social security numbers together, credit mm -hmm. scores, all these things together. Like how together are you actually together <laughs> <laughs> now see i wonder if that would even extend into marriage because i don't care how in love you think you are mm. don't co-sign that loan does that even include i don't care if you're married to the person and you think you're going to be together forever do not co-sign that loan how far would you think that that goes like do you think that okay i agree up until the point that you're married and then totally co-sign a loan for your spouse if they need you to. Right. I would say when you're married, you guys are already financially together. So it makes sense that if you would co-sign, I think that would help out. It's now, here are a couple of things that I've been thinking about. Okay. As you know, I am a true crime, or maybe you don't know, but if, if you've been listening, you should know. True crime, like, addict. I listen to true crime <laughs> podcasts. The ID channel is my second home when I can actually get some time to watch some TV. <laughs> I love true crime. Yes, yeah, you do. And it just so happens that a couple of days ago, mm -hmm. I was listening to a Crime Junkie podcast episode about a couple. Uh-huh. It was a uh, women. They were married. And one of the women had a huge like spending addiction issue All right. to the point where she had told her wife that she was going to start like a nail salon business. And her wife co-signed a like 30 some thousand dollar loan for her that never went into a business, but instead went into frivolous items that the wife wanted to have. She and the, her wife had several credit cards together, joint accounts that she just spent and spent and spent through. And so this poor woman has, you know, been, well, we're married, so our finances are tied together. It's fine. But 
at the end of the day, she got completely screwed and put into over like $85,000 in co-signed debt. Hmm. Is this the exception in your opinion? Like, oh, that that's something that I don't think really would happen too often where you'd need to be concerned. Or is it the rule, would you say? Like in, in just your opinion, it's there's no wrong answers here. I'm just curious because I agree with you to a certain extent. You and I are married. Our finances are very closely linked. Right. But I would understand low key if you had some hesitation about co-signing a loan for me. Mm-hmm. But I also understand where you're coming from. So given that scenario that I just described, and I won't Mm -hmm. go into the gruesome details about the actual true crime portion, but that was a significant part of the story, (laughs) was that that particular wife with the spending issue Mm -hmm. used her wife to rack up mad debt that ultimately is now under both of their names. And, you know, it's not like she had the best paying job or all of these resources to contribute to paying it back. Right. So is that the exception in your mind or is that the rule? That, that is because you know, like it, once someone has a certain kind of habit, like Mm -hmm. spending gambling or stocks or whatever they have, that, that is their personal thing. Mm -hmm. And that should be their personal thing. I would imagine that even though you guys have joint, uh, expenses in many ways, you guys still have your own personal, you know, money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I would say between you and me, like, I don't think I have a spending addiction necessarily, mm-hmm. but I do like to buy things. Yes, you do. And I am yeah. not shy about spending my own money that doesn't go into our, quote, pool of collective resources. Right, right. But I don't infringe that on you. No. I'm not going to take your money no, and you go and buy myself right. a really great handbag. Right. You know, right. I'm going to use my money. So, like, you know, like signing on a loan would be like, we're getting a car. Mm-hmm. You know, we're yeah. getting a house. Like, yeah. I mean, when you're talking about that, but mm-hmm. like to fund Open up somebody's, a small business. Yeah, right. Yeah. But to fund a, a habit, a, a certain. Maybe a bad habit, like mm-hmm. you know, like it's. You can imagine trying to fund a a gambler who you know is there spending. Yeah, and know. in a lot of ways, I think it's on the same level, right? Like, and I mean, it's not. I don't necessarily think that this woman's wife knew uh-huh. that she was getting screwed until after that big, you know, thirty thousand dollar loan. Then she's like, ah, oh, really? Right. But it didn't necessarily stop her from enabling mm. either. And so I would say, I mean, uh, you know, I'm naturally kind of a pessimistic person. Right. So when I listen to a story like that, I'm like, yup, that's exactly why I wouldn't do that. Never. Mm-hmm. But then if you asked me to do something like that, like, hey, babe, I really want to do this thing and my credit score just isn't good enough. Can you please co-sign this loan for me? Mm. I would do it because I would assume... The best best. of you always, the best intentions and that you would never do anything to leave me in a lurch or harm me or your kid or any of the above. And so to me, that's like, oh, my God, so the exception, like people wouldn't do that to someone they loved. But then, y'all, there's a lot of true crime. Right. Right. Things like that happen. So to take it even like to a lesser context, I have seen it work in a somewhat positive way. Like I out everyone who listens to this podcast and knows me personally is going to have a good laugh because I'm going to talk about my friend again. Shout out to you, friend. Hey, boo. But my friend, um, signed 
uh, for a car loan for her boyfriend at the time. Right. And it was, you know, a pretty expensive, substantial car loan. I mean, she had it, you know, so please don't be doing this stuff if you don't got it like that. Right. But she had it. She did it. She was happy to do it. For the most part, I'm not going to go into too much of her business, but for the most part, I would say it worked out. Right. You know, he agreed to pay for it, and he did. Right. They agreed to certain terms, and at the end of the day, it was ultimately her vehicle, because she's the one who who put her name on it Uh and put the money up for it. But it worked out, like I said, for the most part. Not everything is foolproof. Not everything is perfect. We all have our things. Right. But... That would be an example of like, okay, yeah, that's how I would expect a couple Uh who trust each other and has built some sort of substantial long-term connection Uh should be able to do something even if they're not married. Uh But would I? I don't think I could. And so I agree with the meme. And I feel like that extends to marriage. Uh But be smart and listen to your intuition. Right. And try to have faith that the person that you're with means you well. And I won't even say that in this true crime scenario that the, the girl meant her wife harm ultimately, but there were other red flags, you know, mm. obviously that led up to like, you know, when something might not be right necessarily right, right, right. and that someone might be hiding some things from you. So if you have any kind of hesitation, don't co-sign the loan. Right. Let us know what you think in the comments. What would you do in this scenario? Have you co-signed a loan for a significant other? Did it work out? Did it blow up in your face? Are you still trying to make payments on that debt? Let us know in the comments. And we will roll into topic number two. Dose. Which should be pretty brief for me. But um, speaking of red flags and true crime and all of those things. Okay. I was inspired by an Instagram post by a relationship guru. And he said that not enough people... Talk about green flags. Everyone wants to tell you what to stay away from and what to look for to avoid and what to bail on. And I think that's great because more of us need that for sure. Right. It's a struggle out in these streets when you're a single person. Right. However, Mm. we don't often talk about green flags. Yeah. And what positive things that you might look for that let you know that this might actually be someone I want to keep seeing or, huh, is this a person that I could possibly be with so mr b off the top of your head if you could give two green flags two two things that if you went on a first date or if you've been with someone you know for a month and you're not sure if you want to get serious or be exclusive what are some green flags that someone can look for and i would say maybe do it from a male perspective like that a guy can look for that might make him know that this person that they're with is yeah. A good one. Um so some green flags automatically I would think, you know, someone who's genuine. Mm-hmm. Someone who seems like is like totally down for you and is totally like when you see them smile, when you see them interact, you can see them kind of leaning towards you and kind mm-hmm. of like know there's some kind of magnetism that is there. Mm-hmm. And that could be an attraction, stuff like that. But still, people can be attracted to each other, but you can see body language. You can, yeah. you can figure that out and kind of see if there is someone who is not only attracted to you, but they're gravitating towards you. I think mm-hmm. um, I kind of look for that. Okay. Um which could probably lead to some clinging people. <laughs> Your body yeah, you clinging. know, I mean, I agree with you that it can definitely be a green flag. Yeah. But like you pointed out, attraction 
can happen with some of the most toxic people. Right. And you may be attracted to that person because of the toxicity. The toxicity, right, right. So I'm not saying you're wrong by any means, but it yeah. could go both ways right. with that particular green flag. But a good right. one, still. One more. Um, another one would probably be some type of commonality in some way. Mm-hmm. Because that's important. Shared interest Shared type of interest, commonality. Shared okay. interest, yeah, similarities in some ways. Like, that's important because I think all in all we're comfortable in, in our own skin or at least comfortable in what we know. Mm-hmm. And if you can find things that even if you're very different from each other, still find things that you, you like, mm-hmm. find things that you can talk about, find things that you share in common. I think our first conversation with each other was about Janet Jackson and mm-hmm. it was a conversation that was like, yes, started yeah, we with both a yes. legitimately like Janet Jackson. <laughs> yes. And it, you know, like it was like, that is yeah. commonality right there. It's definitely know? interesting. I'm like, oh, you're, you like Janet Jackson? Oh, huh. yeah. I love okay. Janet Jackson. <laughs> Weird. <Right>. But cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my diva right there. Like, yeah, like, you know, people with Beyonce and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You're a Janet fan. Well, yeah, I'm I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) For me, okay, so if I'm going to, and I might actually make this into a larger blog post because I think it's a very interesting concept, but if I was going to pluck two of them right away for any female or female-identified person out there, I would say one of the, the really good ones with someone that you're seeing is... How do they treat people that they can't get anything from mm. or people that they don't need necessarily? Mm. So, you know, sometimes people are terrible to waiters because they somehow think that waiters are beneath them. Mm-hmm. And so that would be a red flag. Like, ooh, how does he treat the janitor? How does he treat the waiter? How does he treat? But it's also in general, just like how, how those little interactions happen with anyone that he's not, or not he, but whomever you're dating is not trying to gain anything from. Right. So are they still nice to people, even though they quote, see them as beneath them. And if they ever even use that expression, I don't know, (laughs) but listening to and paying attention to how they treat other people, especially people that they don't need to gain anything from is a Mm -hmm. big one. Mm -hmm. And then one that I heard uh, this particular relationship guru say that I 1,000% agreed with Mm. is someone that is willing to ignore gender roles. Mm. So I think that in this day and age, an evolved person, Mm -hmm. a person who is really looking for a relationship and commitment and is someone that might be worth investing some time in and hanging around with, Mm -hmm. doesn't care about doing chores in the house, like washing dishes. That's not, you know, a quote woman's job. Doesn't mind taking out the trash. That's not a quote man's job. Or if one of you takes out the trash all the time, it's because the other does something else all the time that the first one doesn't love to do. Like there's that give and take. It's, you know, if you're a woman dating a guy, he doesn't mind holding your purse for a second while you look for something or reapply right. your makeup or uh, he can't be seen holding a purse. Dear heaven. <laughs> like, you know, people who are willing to be evolved beyond, you know, traditional and dare I say archaic gender Ooh. roles. Yes, I, I wow. dropped I drop some SAT words on archaic. that ass. Archaic. <laughs> no, that's, that's... Yeah, when you're willing to move 
to a place that's beyond those things. And that's not, not, not to say that if you're a heterosexual person that you can't, you know, have an idea in your head about, well, I want my man to be able to change a light bulb or a tire. That's fine. Mm. But knowing that if they can't do those things or if there's someone who's just as terrified of spiders as you are, like, it's okay to not <laughs> pigeonhole someone into a certain role simply because of how they identify gender-wise. Right. I think we're all at a point now where we can move beyond those things and look at a partnership as just that, a partnership. Right. And you negotiate based on personality, not based on PPs or VJJs. Do you scream when you kill a spider? Sometimes. Okay. I murdered a wasp this weekend. Oh, did you you scream? I screamed, but more like thug life scream. It wasn't like, ah! It was like, yeah, pow! (laughs) Nice, nice. So, yes, I do scream. Do you? I I do. Do you scream? I do. And see, that's beautiful to me. And I think everyone in some ways screams. like. Uh, or do you have like a fear of if it's a really large bug and you have the ability to step on it, there's a part of you that can't because you don't want to feel its body crunch no, no, under no, no, your no. foot? You don't I, have... Oh, I don't mind God. the crunch. To me, the crunch oh, is... Oh, the crunch is... The crunch is soothing. To me. It's, it's not... Soothing. Oh, my God. Because I know it's dead. No, the crunch I'm, is... I'm scared, awful. and this is because of Hollywood. I am scared of the jump. <laughs> I'm scared of the movement. I don't want it to move. I want it to be easy. I don't need intermediate or advanced. I need it to be e. Z kill because I'm already screaming. <laughs> anyway, we digress. However, those are some green flags off the top of my head. I think I just now decided that I am going to expand upon these ideas in a larger blog. So if you're not subscribed, now would be a good time to do so so you don't miss out on some more ideas yeah. about what might be some green flags that you look for if you're out in these streets, getting right. back out into the world now that, you know, COVID is somewhat over, I use air quotes around over, mm-hmm. then check out the blog and I'll let you know some more of these things that I think you should look out for that are a go sign, a positive sign. Mm-hmm. Let me know in the comments if you have any ideas of your own that you think should be included. Would love to hear from you. I'm going to shut my mouth and let Mr. B take over and not yes. do a third topic. And if we have time, maybe I'll swing back around. But if not, there's way more episodes in this world. But I feel like I've been talking a lot. So Mr. B... What's up? Take it away. What yeah. do you have? I have a little bit from actually a listener out there. <gasps> yes. What? So we got okay. out there who are <laughs> interested in giving us some topics. <laughs> we do. We have a few of y'all, and we thank you. We love you. Yes. And so um, this one comes from an 18-year-old out there in New England. Ooh. Uh, she just graduated from high school. What? Congrats, Congrats all the graduates of 2021. Yes. yes. Right? And she's just wondering if she should be allowed to have a boy over with the door open. So, should at 18, she at 18? be allowed mm-hmm. to have a boy over her home mm-hmm. in her room, I'm assuming? Yes. But the door stays open. Right. Okay, I need some some uh, more information I would imagine that you know it's 18 she would so she still lives at home she still lives at okay, home okay yeah that's what I was and mostly she, curious about yeah alright so she still lives at home she's 18 I mean 
off the top of my head, I'm saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course you should be able to. Because, I mean, well, let me take that back. Let me roll that back a little bit. Yes, of course, but depending on the kind of kid that right. you are mm-hmm. and the kind that you've been as far as your parents are concerned. Right. Like, if this is a situation where this person, this girl, obviously isn't allowed Right. At least I'm getting that sense that she feels like she should be allowed, but it's being prevented right now. Right. I would ask yourself, have I established enough personal responsibility and accountability to be trusted by my parents or parent figures to do something like that? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then do whatever it is that you have to do to earn that kind of trust. Right. Because, I mean, if you have girlfriends over your room and they're like you're doing a sleepover or whatever and you're allowed to have the door closed there's a level of trust that you're not going to be in there doing cocaine or underage drinking or that you're going to actually be in the room if your mom or dad comes in and still be there you haven't snuck out of the house like there's a certain level of trust that you've established where I'm pretty sure that that's something that you can do Mm -hmm. there's probably a reason why your parents or guardians do not necessarily trust you to do that right now. Mm -hmm. So try to establish it and then present an argument, offer an experiment. Hey, after I've earned this level of trust, can I have this person over? We're going to watch a movie in my room with the door open. You are welcome to come and check in and make sure that everything is cool. We're going to have some snacks. We're going to hang out. Maybe we'll hold hands. I don't know. But you are 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And I do think that there is definitely a possibility to establish some trust and some boundaries as an emerging adult. Right. That should get you what you want. However, my other tiny little caveat before I hand it back to Mr. B. If you are dealing with parents or guardians of a certain generation... Mm there might not be a whole lot that you can do. Right. If you, you know, are being raised by older parents, if you are being raised by grandparents, if you're being raised by older aunties or uncles or anything like that, or if, you know, you have a really religious family or a really conservative family, some of those principles are just morals and values that are passed down and can't really be worked around right right and so if that's the case then a level of acceptance knowing that either you're going to go off to college and you can have anybody in a room that you want or that eventually when you can afford it and you have a job you can get your own apartment and you can have anybody over it that you want knowing that that day is coming just be patient Mm -hmm. would be what i would say to that but in general yes i do believe that if you are a trustworthy kid you should be able to have Anybody that you're interested in romantically in your room at your family home with the door open, everyone should be able to see exactly where you are and what you're doing and know that it's on the up and up and that you're not trying to get away with anything shady. Right. Similar to when you have just a friend over to hang out and have a good time. Hmm. Yeah. Good. 
Excellent advice. Thank you. I'm thinking the same thing. All right. Great. Great. <laughs> and thank you so much for reaching out. We don't have a whole lot of young people right. out there. And I like influencing the youth of America. <laughs> right. No, I know. I and like, if there's anyone out there who either has a, a kid in this age range with an opinion about this or is in this age range and can offer this girl some advice about some things she might be able to do to get her parents or family to be a little more accepting of her growing up. Because ultimately, I think that's what it is, too, is, you know, it's hard. Right. My daughter is about to be 10 months old and I get emotional about it. Like, she's so grown <laughs> to me. Right. So I can't even imagine 18 graduated. Right. And now you want to have a boy in your bedroom? Oh, right. oh no, no, no. And but, you can imagine the transition. Yeah. You just turned 18. Yeah, it's a lot. And so, that's for everybody. Yeah. So patience, know? I would also say, too, is a big right. factor. Let people sit with the fact that you're in a, a, an emerging Emerging adult. adult. I like that you say that. Yeah. Okay. Emerging. Adult. The only reason why you're an adult at 18 is because they wanted you to vote. It's yeah. Political. It's political. Yeah. And cultural. And they needed people to buy the pornography. Right. So. Right. You're, you're fully grown at 25. Yeah. And even still, <laughs> questionable because you're on your parents' insurance until 26. Ooh, so. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to keep this episode at a healthy 26 minutes for today. Um, just want to shout out one more time that if you're interested in subscribing to the blog and learning a little bit more about some green flags for dating, go ahead and head over to www.becomingwifeyblog.com and tap on that little subscribe button because mm-hmm. we would love to have you. And then you get more podcasts in your life, you get some videos in your life, and you get cool articles about green flags. Also, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, or I also believe Google, Mm-hmm. And you can and want to give us a five-star rating. Yeah. It's just really nice and helps us out a little bit here and there. So feel free to do so. But if not, no pressure. And if that's everything, mm-hmm. we hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy recording. And until next time, carry on, wifeies and gents. Peace out. We love you. Yeah. Oh, my God, so much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> 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 you need to go to bed. It's late. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>